Oh, it is great to be here. This conference is always a highlight for us, and uh, as Todd said, I think we came our first time in 2000, which may have been the first conference, and we've been a number of times since. It seems that every time we come, God teaches us a particular lesson, and he always challenges us and stretches us and pulls us down that generous journey road a little bit farther each time. So if you are first time participants, I think you are in for a real treat. Deb and I would like to share a few milestones in this uh, generous journey that we have been trying to live over the last 15 or 20 years. We were both raised in a very generous home, so we had a very uh, good head knowledge of what it meant to be generous. But I don't think it was until our uh, early 40s that we really understood that true, uh, that true generosity is driven by the heart. I was an inspiring young businessman and um, wanted to be financially successful. Uh, I always viewed myself as a generous guy. In fact, I live by the 90-10 rule. 90% 90, 90 for Pete, 10% for God. And I justified my quest for financial success by thinking that the more money I made, the greater God's 10% was going to be. And you can imagine what I was planning for my 90%. And I have to tell you that after 20 years of hard work, uh, I came to the realization that probably most men do that life is very unfulfilling if you're living for yourself and living for the dollar. So I enlisted the help of a older mentor and good friend of mine and the first thing he did was he took me through a Crown Financial Ministries course. In a matter of weeks that course changed my life. All of a sudden it became very clear to me that God was the owner and I was the manager. You see, it wasn't 90-10, it was 0-100. And that very simple, revolutionary truth revolutionized my life. So I think at that point in time, generosity went from being a head thing for me to a heart thing. And at the same time, Deb was going through that same journey. And at that point in time, we really committed ourselves to uh, living a generous life. As Deb and I became serious about being generous, uh, we were presented with our first opportunity to break this 90-10 mold that I thought generosity was. Uh, there were two converging factors that brought this about. One was we owned a very successful business and we had several public companies that wanted to acquire us. And the second thing was we had, be, uh, we had founded a ministry that was growing and had a significant need for a lot of funds. I really liked the business we were in. Uh, we, in fact, we owned several businesses, but this was kind of the flagship of our portfolio. It made the most money. It was the easiest business to run. It had a great ministry inside of the business. And consequently, I had really rebuffed any approaches from public companies that wanted to buy us. But uh, we had two different companies that were really uh, pursuing us aggressively. So Deb and I began to pray, what should we do? Well, as we prayed about this decision, 
um, Deb became increasingly convinced that we should sell the business. And uh, one day she just came to me and said, Pete, I think we need to, to sell this business and help fund this ministry. Well, it took me a few days to come around, but um, ultimately after a couple of weeks, I wound up where she was. Incidentally, it was interesting that our professional advisors really advised us against selling the business. They thought the business had a, a lot of future opportunity and they could not understand that why would we sell a business so that we could give a significant amount of money to a ministry. We continued to pray about it, felt even more convicted that we should sell a business. So long story short, we wound up selling the business and funding the ministry. It was a few weeks after we sold the business that I understood God's hand in the transaction. Uh, you see, uh, the week after we sold the business, Congress passed, uh, enacted legislation that greatly impacted the profitability of that particular business. And the company that bought us was bankrupt within 18 months. Now, had I not listened to Deb, I would have left significant dollars on the table and we wouldn't have funded the ministry. I can tell you that it's important for you to listen to your spouse <laughs> in giving decisions and in any other decision. As you can imagine, that event really launched us into the, into the generous life or trying to lead a generous life. And another thing that was very impactful, our um, two kids who were in high school at that point in time were walking along this journey with us. And so they saw all of this unfold. And it really became important uh, for Deb and I to um, share this and, and with our kids. So after attending a generous giving conference, we came home and decided to uh, encourage our kids in generous giving. So we decided to have a family meeting every Thanksgiving. And we would go over our uh, finances, current finances, and then also do our year-end giving goals. And we discussed um, an amount with, that we would give our kids to give um, each year and allowed them to give that amount. It was amazing to watch their different giving styles. One gave small amounts to a lot of ministries, and one gave larger amounts to just a few. But it didn't matter. The exciting thing was that they were uh, tasting generosity and, get, and getting a part of that. When they were in college, they would call and say, can I give too? And I would say, you don't need to ask. If you've prayed and asked God to direct you for where you want to give this amount, um, that's great. Just tell me where to write the check. And then also, uh, we, and, uh, I wanted to say we were using our donor advice fund at the time, so that's why I got to do it, because I did that for our family. But also, we wanted to encourage our kids with uh, giving of their time and talent, as well as their treasure. So we encouraged them to volunteer and to um, give their talents to the ministries they were involved with. And it's been fun over the years to watch them use their God-given passions toward uh, ministries that they really love. And now that they have their own families, they, uh, many times we have said they get it. They're understanding generosity. 
I'd mentioned earlier that uh, every time we come to a generous giving conference, uh, God challenges us in a new way, and that happened last year. Last year we heard an amazing story about spontaneous generosity. And so on the flight home on the plane, Pete said, what did you learn from this uh, conference? And I said, well, you know, we're really good at planned giving. We've, we've uh, been intentional about our giving, and that's a great thing. We're, we're thinking about, you know, who we want to give to and being intentional about it. But I said, I don't feel we're very spontaneous in um, letting the Holy Spirit lead us and meeting a need that's there. And so we both committed to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to just direct us to uh, be open to um, meet a need and, and immediately and to be spontaneous in our giving, which leads me to our Catherine story. I met a middle-aged woman working at the Great Harvest Bread Company uh, several years ago, and she was, when I would go in, she would say, uh, what can I pray for you, and how can I pray for your husband and your children and your, your business, and I was amazed by that, and so I began to ask her, what can I pray for you, and one day Catherine said, um, could you uh, join me in prayer for, uh, I'm trying to save money for very needed car repair uh, fund and either to repair the car or for a, a trustworthy different car. And so I said I would, and I began to um, pray with her for, for these funds. And uh, after attending the conference last year, I came back uh, one day to Catherine and I said, uh, Catherine, how's your fund coming for your car repairs? And she said, well, it's down to zero. She said, I had $5,000, but I gave it to a widow in need. Well, I was shocked, and, and I said, well, I know God will provide for you. And I had told her earlier, I said, I can't wait to see how God is going to provide for your needs. <laughs> and so I, I went home, and I said to Pete, I said, um, you know, I think we really need to help Catherine's car fund, because she gave it all away. And... Um, she doesn't have any money in that fund. Pete looked at me and paused and he said, no, we need to buy Catherine a car. And so immediately we thought of a car dealer who lived in our city that uh, had a heart for the things of the Lord. We'd never bought anything from him, but we thought we want to give him our business. So I called Scott, the car dealer, told him that Catherine had given her money away and we wanted to buy her a car and would he have anything in mind? And so he then asked me a question that I was not prepared for. He said, well, Pete, do you want a used car or do you want a new car? And in the ensuing few nanoseconds, <laughs> my mind was ablaze with thoughts. The, the first thought was, why is this guy asking me about a new car? Anybody knows that if you're going to give somebody a car, you give them a used car. <laughs> the second thought then was what would Jesus do? And just like that, it occurred to me that our giving should not only be spontaneous, but it should be generous. 
And so I blurted out, I want a new car. And Scott said, there was a long silence, and he said, a new car? And I said, yep, a new car. So um, he said, what kind of a car do you want? And I said, I don't know, give me a couple hours and I'll be back. So I called Deb and I said, you need to figure out what kind of a new car we're gonna buy. So she did some clandestine activity and we found out exactly what Catherine wanted. I went back to the car dealer and I said, well, Scott, I want an SUV and it needs to be white and it needs to have this equipment on it. And uh, he said, that's great. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, gonna, I'm going to sell you the car at my cost. I want to kick in $5,000 and I'm going to take care of all the maintenance for the next five years. As you can imagine, we were thrilled. So we decided that day that we would call the owner of the Great Harvest Bread Company and tell him that we'd like to present Catherine her car at, after the lunch crowd had left. And so he said, well, can I bring my family? And of course, he brought, showed up with a video camera. And um, so the, the, uh, his family came and the car dealer's family and our family and we walk into the bread company and we ask Catherine to follow us outside. And we said, Catherine, here's your new car. And she said in her African English accent, this is for me? And she said, God has new cars? <laughs> she, she kept saying, God has new cars? And we stood there in tears and so moved knowing that this was a special blessing orchestrated by God. It was like extreme home makeover times 100, you know, and we were just so touched by, uh, our hearts were touched by being blessed and seeing God at work and also seeing the gratitude of God's provision. But you know what, it was really like extreme home makeover, of, extreme heart makeover for all of us because it changed our hearts. We saw, we saw God at work. And so, Catherine, um, I need to tell you a little side note. She had been in a car accident uh, years before and she has a um, permanent cast on her right leg. And so, she, they were in the car and, and they said, Catherine, you want to take it around the block, drive it? And she said, well, I can't. I have to have the the gas pedal moved to the left side. I didn't even know that. And, and the car dealer said, oh, no problem. He said, my dealership is right next to a mobility conversion shop, and I can get that taken care of you immediately. So uh, God knew where we were supposed to buy that car. That's for sure. Well, we told Catherine, now this needs to be anonymous, you know, it's, this is a God thing and we're just, we, you know, this is between us and we're just so blessed to be a part of it and be um, used by God for this for, this for you. And, and so um, Catherine continued to praise the Lord and give him uh, honor and glory for his faithfulness and she was just so moved by uh, what God had done and answered her prayer. But as the days went on, I would run into good friends who would say, I heard what you did for Catherine. <laughs> and that's an amazing story. And not only that, but the car, the uh, bread, 
owner put his video on YouTube. <laughs> and you can see it on um, Catherine, um, gener let's see, generosity, uh, spontaneous generosity slash Catherine, if you want to. But then um, I heard later that another person had bought her, uh, offered to buy her car tax for her car. And you know what Catherine put on it? Jehovah Jireh. God provides. And she would park it in front of the bread company so everybody could see the back. And then she would tell them the story of how God provided and answered her prayer. But the stories that have come out of that story of people who have um, been encouraged to pray uh, their faith and prayer and um, for God's provision has been, has been amazing. I later went into a local furniture store and the owner, as I was leaving, came up beside me and he said, I heard what you did for Catherine. <laughs> and he said, I wish I could be generous like that. And I said, oh, I said, this was a God thing. I said, it was so amazing to be, um, to hear his voice and to be used by him um, and to be obedient to his call. And I said, um, we were just blessed to be a part of it. Well, a little while later, we got to go, uh, I got to go by Catherine's very modest home. And I went inside, and there was a brand new sofa. You guessed it. The furniture owner had um, bought the sofa for her. So you see, this spontaneous giving is contagious. And it all started with Catherine giving her, her $5,000. We share these stories because the journey has been an exciting adventure for us. The journey's not always been smooth sailing. At times, you have to take risks instead of playing it safe. But uh, we are convinced that the giving journey is not about what God is doing through us, but what he's doing in us. It's not about how much money we're giving, but it's about what God is doing in us to change our hearts and make us more obedient and faithful to his calling. In closing, I would leave you with the old proverb that Deb and I have found to be true. You make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give. <laughs>